Beat. And this is Elle. And you are listening to Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Season 4. Episode 48. Wait, 58. 48. 48. 48, baby. 48. 48. And there we go. Also, our season finale of season, season four. wrapped, baby. Here we are. We are so happy that we've seen another season, a season of our lives. Yes. Seasons of our lives, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's really great to fucking wrap this one. We started in quarantine uh, this season. And. Yeah, when ended. did we start? We started. I think we started like last summer, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah. been a very long season for probably one of our longest seasons ever, just Lo- because of yeah, yeah, time. The longest, like timing wise, not the most episodes, but mm-hmm. like the longest in terms of like the amount of time passed. So yeah, we definitely started in quarantine. So we wrapped season three um, back when like. R and I first moved in together. You and H were like in a really good place. LOL. And so we wrapped season three there. <laughs> and then we started season four, both like newly single in sort of like the semi-lockdown state mm-hmm. of New York and both living in Brooklyn um, and starting to date again. Leaving season four with both of us packing all our shit and moving to the UK. To the UK, Oh my god, it's it's crazy. I mean, we've talked about it on the pod before, but like it's actually happening. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about it like kind of like sporadically, like we haven't really given a super, super full update. Mm. Um, so maybe it's that time. So B, where are you headed? I am moving to Leeds. Woo. I'm going to Leeds University. Uh, yeah, I've never been up north. Uh, I love people from Yorkshire. I'm really excited to live in a new place and not as excited to go back to uni, but like, I think it'll be fun. Freshers all over again and just like a fresh start really is what I really wanted. Yeah. So how long now until you actually set sail and move to Leeds? I'm leaving in less than a week. Oh my God. <laughs> in my apartment right now with boxes and suitcases and yeah it's it's crazy like I'm not even like mentally prepared I think there's this summer has been a lot of stuff going on Mm -hmm. in my personal and professional life that like by the time I've only had this like last week to really pack and reflect and honestly my reflection has been like sad you know of course you know I'm looking at things through like rose colored glasses now I'm looking at people like that and mm-hmm. it's like you know we're doing my going away party tomorrow and I've seen these people pretty much constantly throughout quarantine that like a goodbye is like oh bye see you next week it's not like a really deep goodbye and it's I don't know saying those is going to be hard to do of course of course of course hopefully you get too wrapped up in the party aspect of the goodbye party that you know the goodbyes either aren't as tough or you can kind of push them off a little bit longer, which is what yeah. I did. I mean, it's a goodbye, but it's like a, a long time coming. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think you feel the same way. Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, I think mine was maybe a little more left field for people, but for you, certainly everybody knew that this is what you ultimately wanted. Like, obviously you did your undergrad out in the UK and everybody knew that you wanted to eventually make your way back there. So this doesn't come as you know, a surprise, I think, as much to people. People knew that you were, like, making your way, mm-hmm. making moves and, like, trying to get to that. And now it's, like, you've just finally done it and everybody's, like, massively, you know, super fucking happy for you. Yeah. But 
it is still bittersweet. Like, obviously no one wants to see you go, but it's like, we always knew that this was like the path for you. Yeah. So what's your, what's your timeline for you? So in the UK? Where are you moving? I'm going to the university of Manchester this fall. Whoa. Um, yeah, which I'm super, super excited for. Um, I fly out on September 15th. So at this point that we're recording, I've got like still another like two and a half, three weeks. Um, so I just quit my job. My last day of work was last week. So now I basically have like three weeks and change, like from the day that I quit my job to like get everything together, start packing, get all my stuff in order, um, and fly out there to start my semester and my new life. So it's so exciting. It's, it's insanely exciting. Like I can't even really put it into words, but like you've never left New York as well. I went to college here. Yeah, exactly. The city, like this is massive change for you. Yeah. I've been in New York my whole life. Obviously I've like traveled a little bit here and there, but never anything like permanent or even like semi-permanent. Like all my travels have been like two weeks or, Mm. you know, or less. So it's like amazing to be leaving. Obviously it's like, a little bit like I don't know as much as I feel like I should be saying that it's scary I'm not scared at all like people keep asking me like are you nervous are you nervous and I'm like no <laughs> like that hasn't set in at all yeah. like I'm just I'm so excited and so sure of myself in this next step that like the nerves haven't hit me in the slightest you've been like well prepared too I think you're my, probably more prepared than I am I mean <laughs> yeah I mean I did my corporate job for five and a half years I made a good career out of it and you know I like there's definitely a really bright career path for me if I were to stay um but I knew that it's not like where my heart was and it's not really what I wanted to do with like my life overall so you know I knew that like grad school was the next step to me, like making career change, doing something I really care about. And so, yeah, I've like been mentally preparing myself for this for like a year. Uh So it's not like as much of a shock. I don't feel like I'm like rushing into anything. Like there's nothing for me to be nervous about, you know, because I've like truly it's so tried and tested. Like I've really put so much into this that I'm just like, let's fucking go. It's time. Yeah. No, it's been a crazy process. We, we went through like the application process together mm-hmm. and like you know, choosing unis and, you know, went back and forth. You weren't always sat in the UK. You were sat in like other countries as yeah, well. I was casting a wide net and it took a long time for me to like narrow it down. So it was, yeah, yeah there were so many steps involved that mm-hmm. it's like nothing feels accidental. Like it all feels like super deliberate this all feels like the you know result of like us both going through a super long process of like thinking this through and really being sure that like this is what we wanted and i can't believe we have i can't believe we have our visas and our passports right now i finally yeah i finally (laughs) got my visa last week and it was the best feeling on earth like that was the last piece that needed to fall into place for me to finally accept like this is real and this is happening and it happened and i got it and you know done deal uh yeah i also feel better about going to knowing that we're so close together like manchester to leeds yeah leeds is a new city for me as well but like it's like a 30 minute drive an hour on the train like we're just going to be close together like we're still going to have like you know someone from yeah like a little bit of like a safety net when we're feeling homesick and whatever like that'll be really nice yeah no it would and the pod will continue guys the pod lives on (laughs) don't you worry about that 
that. That's right. That's right. But in a whole new situation, like whole new setting, new season, new life. I'm excited for season five. Oh my God. Season five is going to be a fucking roller coaster. I I can't imagine our first episode. I literally can't wait. So without further ado, let's talk about how we're wrapping season four. Let's talk about where we're at right now what's going on in our dating lives and how we're leaving off altogether. So B, kick it off. Um, well, as you guys know, I'm dating the lawyer and we're exclusive and we are not no longer going to see each other once I leave. Mm-hmm. And I've honestly been pretty sad about that. I think we both have been pretty sad about that. Like I saw him a lot this week. We saw each other on Tuesday. Saw each other last night. He's going to come over for my like going away party. And I think like actually my going away party might be the last time I see him mm-hmm. because I leave like the crack of dawn Wednesday and then I only have two days. So t- telling Sunday, three days, Yeah, you know, to get like COVID tests and like book everything yeah. and pack all this shit. Like, I mean... I don't know if I'm going to see him again. Um, so it's, it's very weird. But I I do think it's, like, ready. Like, I think at this point, like, of knowing someone for a year, it either needs to become more serious or needs to break off. Yeah. And we've had a very jagged uh, relationship, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's based off of, like, you know, I listened back to older episodes when I just broke up with H and I was so not in the headspace for a relationship. No, not at all. I was like anti that. And I think that has put me off a lot of relationships, including one with the lawyer, because I was just like, it was, a, it was, it was a hard relationship. We had like a lot of issues and it was also like being someone's girlfriend was a lot. Like I felt like I gave away a lot of myself, like energy wise, um, to your partner. And yeah, I was wasn't ready to do that again for anybody um, <laughs> as you should but like maybe I don't know you can always talk about what if what we would have done differently right um interestingly we had a conversation uh this week where we we're talking about being exclusive and he interpreted as us being boyfriend girlfriend oh my god and I was like wait no like that's a that's a whole other conversation like literally on Love Island. It's like exclusive boyfriend, girlfriend, two different conversations. Right. Also just in real life, like everything we've been preaching on this podcast for years is like you have the conversation about when to be exclusive. That's one step. And then one. boyfriend, girlfriend is a different step. Like, you know, those are distinct milestones in a relationship that, you know, they're not just assumed. They're not intertwined. Like they're, they should be deliberate. Yeah. No, I agree. And it was weird to hear him say that because that would have been a different conversation if we had it. And I'm pretty sure that when we talked about it on the pod, because I went into that conversation with him, like, should we become, like, asking to be exclusive, being like, it can go multiple ways. He can want to never see me again. Mm-hmm. He can be open to it. He can want to be more serious. And we, like, talked through every single one of those scenarios. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was a scenario I was prepped for. Like, <laughs> we were prepped for. <laughs> right, right. And he never brought it up. And he it kind of, there's a lot of assumptions made. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like, 
if he was more honest, I would have been more open to it, but he wasn't. And like, it was like, that was level, but also like, there's a lot of things like his job being what it was being a lawyer, you know, it's like so time consuming. I don't know if I would, I'm okay being that with someone who's exclusive. I don't know if I would be okay with that being someone's girlfriend. Right. right. Do you think he was like intentionally withholding or did he just think that this was like a mutual understanding? I think he thought it was a mutual understanding. Yeah. I think he thought that I was on the same page and he was wrong because I, think exclusive is so different to boyfriend girlfriend that like I was surprised to hear him say that like he he basically said like I consider you my girlfriend now and like when people ask him about me or refer to me as his girlfriend he doesn't correct people and that was like really surprising to me because that's something I always correct people on when it's it's me and him Mm -hmm. because being someone's girlfriend means something to me. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Like, what's the difference for you between exclusive and boyfriend, girlfriend? I think I would, I wouldn't really be exclusive with anyone. Um, unless it was like based on like a very specific situation. Like I wouldn't accept an exclusive before a boyfriend, girlfriend, because I think at that point you should know if you want to be with someone like that. And the reason I said exclusive and not boyfriend, girlfriend to him was because I didn't want to be his girlfriend because of the situation we're in, because I was leaving, because mm-hmm. he works a lot. It was like a situation that was like, we couldn't really change anything about it, but like, but being someone's girlfriend, me, like I act differently. Yet to be someone's girlfriend means a lot to me like I take that seriously and I'm like a really good girlfriend so I don't know yeah like for me like exclusive just means we're not fucking anyone else like we're not hooking up with anyone else yeah you know whatever but like boyfriend girlfriend is like that's like a hard one to like that's a serious title like you don't just like slap that on and then change your mind about that later like it's like Boyfriend, girlfriend means that, like, you're looking for a path forward. Like, there's yeah. like a, there's an assumed, like, future and next steps and so forth there. Whether that future is just, like, we're going to continue dating, we're going to meet each other's friends, family, etc. Or, you know, whatever the next steps are there. But, like, yeah, for me, it's definitely, like, exclusive just means we're closing this off. We're not going to fuck other people. You know, God knows what the future is, but we're at least just, it's just us. And the boyfriend-girlfriend title definitely, like, for me, like, presumes, like, next steps. What do you think about him interpreting that, like, relationship? Um, I think he's a little sweet and naive. At the same time, it's, like, I don't even know. It's, like, not that surprising to me Uh that he interpreted it that way. I think that in... For all intents and purposes, he probably would have treated it the same in both situations. Although, like, it does have, it does leave me with questions about his thoughts for the path forward. Like, you're obviously leaving. In your mind, you're like, we, you know, I leave. It's a clean break. We're done. But for him, is there, like, a semblance of a thought of, like, you know, maybe this continues in some way or another because we're boyfriend, girlfriend, like, because she's my girlfriend, like, you know, is the breakup then harder for him or does he expect something different? I think regardless of the label, it's going to be hard for both of us. Um, I mean, obviously I'm going to be in a new situation, which is like, he'll still have his friends and like, you know, those relationships to fall back on. Whereas I won't, but maybe I'm also in a, in a situation that's like more 
susceptible for the single person to rebound. Um, yeah, I I don't really. I'm open to being friends. Like I want him in like my life in some sort of way. At least that's the way I feel right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, depending on his behavior, that opinion can change in the future. But like you know, if he comes to the UK or like you know is in Scotland or whatever, and I have a free weekend and we meet up and we have a little rendezvous. Oh my god! Like, I'm, I'm seeing the I'm fucking. I'm seeing the writing on the wall already. He's gonna come visit you. You guys are gonna have like a little babes holiday together whatever i'm open to that oh my god situationship red flag i mean there's like definitely things about him that you know annoy me and there's there's things about me that annoy him and i think there's like a massive learning curve that we've both um met in the pandemic and we've talked about it like blatantly yeah, you know yeah, where yeah. we're like yeah there is like things you've done that like we would have both ended it on each other um but like because of the pandemic and the situation we're in we worked on it and i don't know if that's reflective of the greater dating world where like we're very hyper you know cutting people out as soon as they don't do what we want or do we don't like something they do it's like okay like, we're not going to work on it because there's always somebody else like there's always somebody else who wants to date you especially if you're a woman the need to go and like work on issues is kind of something i'm not used to doing in recent dating world and uh yeah like i've always had to work through issues with my last boyfriend but like yeah working through issues with someone uh who wasn't my boyfriend was like a lot (laughs) yeah there's almost like a like disposable dating culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, like, it's, you know, if somebody isn't every single thing that you want on paper, then, like, sorry, bye, on to the next. Yeah. Um, And that's really easy to do because you, especially in New York, right, we're a city of 10 million people, plus you've got all the suburban people, whatever. Let's say there's 15, 20 million people on your app. Like, that leaves you with, like, maybe 10 million dudes to swipe on. You are never going to run out of options. So it's really easy to not really have to work at anything. So I do get that. Um, At the same time, you know, it's interesting because obviously you're leaving as much as you're like, oh, no, like we won't see each other unless maybe he comes on holiday or whatever. I'm like very curious. Like, do you foresee yourself like, you know, Skyping him or FaceTiming him or whatever just to check in, just to let him know how you're doing. We've never had that relationship. No, because you've been with it within proximity of each other since you got back together after I think we've ever FaceTimed ever. Yeah. Like I mean I FaceTime my sister in the house who two doors down for me. You know, I just I also don't think we have that relationship, you know? Yeah. Um and I'm not I don't think we've ever been very chatty like that or like emotional like that until like very recently um but like that's why it's so weird to hear that he thinks of me as his girlfriend because i'm like if we were boyfriend girlfriend we'd be talking every day like yeah we talk like maybe a handful of times a week and we see each other once a week like that's not a relationship that's to me. That's not relationship like, vibes. Like if you were my boyfriend I would want to see you way more and like we would talk to each other every day but maybe that's my idea of a relationship and maybe his idea of relationship is 
less than that. Right. And maybe, like, this is, like, his exact normal pace. Maybe, yeah. Right, which is, like, a massive disconnect, obviously. I mean, I do like him. I do think there's greater stuff we would probably have to work on if we decide to stay together. But because we're not, it's kind of a non-issue. It's, it's a moot point. Like, there's yeah. no there's no need to delve into that stuff. There's no need to have those conversations. Yeah. I mean, I like him a lot. Um, it's obviously going to be hard. But, like... You know, I don't know. I think this for relationship now, has served its purpose right, for right. both of us, and only time will tell. Yeah, for now, you're okay with the idea of, you know, pretty much a clean break. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I really don't really think I've done much dating in this last year. I've really been seeing him for a year, so in many ways, it feels like I've gone from relationship to relationship. Right, right, right. <laughs> so in a way, like, yeah, I'm, I'm almost happy to, uh, like, have time to explore, like, dating, because breaking up in a pandemic, which we both did, is not the same. You don't really get to... You know, go on your girls' night You don't get back out there. Yeah, no. Don't get to, like, you know, go partying and just, you know, I don't know. You just get... You, you just cry. sit inside and dwell. <laughs> you just sit inside and sulk over it for yeah. like three months until you can like have lunch with your friends in a fucking park. Yeah. Like that's your healing process. How are things with you and the Italian? You dished out oh, a lot last episode. Anyone who hasn't listened to the last episode, you gotta do it right now. Pause and we'll be here. No. <laughs> okay. So as of the last episode, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but as of the last episode, I was like, things are fine, but I'm so annoyed at the texting that I feel like I'm going to end things with him. Yeah. Right? So, um, <laughs> narrator, that did not happen. She did not end things. <laughs> no. Um, no. So, he came, you know, we we made plans to hang out again for last weekend and, or the weekend before. Um, as of the last episode, I was like, I'm kind of over this, like. I don't really see this going anywhere. You know, we have a date for tomorrow night, but I'm not feeling it. So like, whatever, it'll be like a meh date and then I'll probably just end it. Um, so I was all prepared for that date. Um, and then that afternoon he texted me like at like one o'clock and he was like, hi, I just got a COVID test and I tested positive. So I have to cancel for later today. So I'm shocked. I'm like, what the fuck? How did this happen? He's like, oh, I was at the Euro Cup final with a bunch of friends. Yeah, that'll do. Yep, the weekend before. And, you know, I started to lose my sense of taste last night. So I went in to get a test today. And sure enough, I'm positive instantly. Um, You know, I don't know who gave it to me or, you know, what happened. But, yeah, this is what it is right now. So our date got canceled. And I was kind of just like, oh, fuck. Well, if he's in quarantine for 10 days now, like, maybe this thing will just fizzle out. Um, Interestingly, like, in that conversation of us canceling whatever, he was like, oh, but, like, you know, let's FaceTime, like, tonight or tomorrow. I want to, like, see you. I want to talk to you. I want to tell you about it. Um, And so we ended up FaceTiming. And he, you know, we sit on the phone for like an hour and he just like talked to me or whatever. We like caught up and then we FaceTimed like two or three more times that week. Wow. Which was like a new thing for us. Like we had never done that before. Um, and I had been previously very frustrated with like our texting speed, which I'm sure our listeners all remember. So like the communication wasn't there for me. And all of a sudden, like he's trapped in his apartment and we're talking like every other day we're having great conversations like catching up a lot whatever 
Um, and then finally, he was done with his quarantine and we made plans again for the following weekend. So um, not the weekend that he finished quarantining, but like a week after just to be safe. So yeah. we made plans. He was supposed to have me over and cook me dinner um, and cook me an authentic Italian carbonara. Um, so that was the plan before he got COVID. So he was like, okay, I'm like, we're finally going to do this. I'm going to make you a carbonara. It's going to be great. And so I went over there. Um, this was like a Friday and I went over and I was just like, hi, stranger. And he was like, oh my God, hi. And he was super affectionate and super cute. And like, just kissing me all night. He's like, I missed you so much. And like, it was like really fucking sweet. And I like, don't know how to like, let guys be sweet to me. So I was like, are you full of shit right now? Like, obviously like I'm like giving him shit for it. And you know, he's just like, no, he's like, I missed you. How have you been? What have you been up to? How was this thing that you told me about? How was this thing? How was that? You know, I was like genuinely very interested in like what I'd been up to. Yeah. Cooked me an amazing dinner. We had great like wine um, I stayed the night and then in the morning he like, like, I was like, I'm not one to ever linger when I stay at a guy's place. So I always have an exit strategy. Like the next morning, I'm always either like, I need to go to this place or I have plans or I'm meeting a friend or there's a thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. There's always something. So I wake up in the morning and he's like, Oh, what are you up to today? And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go get coffee with my friend or whatever. And he's like, okay, like, And he's like, oh, can we, he's like, I bought you like tiramisu for dinner last night, but like we fell asleep. Like you want some tiramisu for breakfast. So we had tiramisu and coffee for breakfast. Oh my God. By the way, the fucking cutest thing I've ever witnessed in my whole life. So he makes his coffee while I'm like getting myself ready, showering, whatever. And so I come out and he's got the coffee on the stove and he's like ready to pour it. He's got a mug out for me and a bowl out for himself. Okay. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, oh, babe, did you run out of mugs? Like, do you only have one coffee mug? And he's like, no, I I drink mine in a bowl. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. That's weird. So he pours me my coffee, milk, sugar, whatever, and then he pours his in a bowl. And it's like, it's like literally like the, the quantity of milk that would be left over if you had a bowl of cereal. <laughs> and it's like milk with like some espresso in it. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, can you like, can you tell me what's going on here? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you drinking out of a bowl right now? And he's like, oh, well, this is like the way you have it in Italy. Like when you're a kid, like your mom makes you like a bowl of milk. With, oh like, my God. Grow up. <laughs> Stop it. It was so cute. He's Italian like, man child. Stop it. He's like, your mom makes you like a, like a bowl of milk with like a shot of espresso in it. And you have it as like. Yeah, when you're a kid. coffee in the morning he's been away from home for two years he hasn't seen his family because he couldn't go back because of covid okay and he reverted back to his like childhood tell me you don't do the nice comfort thing that your parents do for you when you're away from home for a long time i mean maybe not in front of other people (laughs) it was really fucking cute it was really cute and like we sat there and like you know had our coffee. He drank his out of a bowl. I drank my out of a cup. It was With just, a spoon, or just he sipped on it. He just sipped on it. Okay. It was it was really it was like really fucking cute. Um, it's not like we were at a fucking restaurant, right? Like we're like at home at his place. Like we're in our pajamas. Like I don't know. It was really cute. But anyway, so we had like that weekend together, and then the following weekend 
Um, I was going to a friend's 30th birthday party, which actually these friends moved into my old apartment in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So I was like super invested in going to that. So I told him about it. We coordinated and everything. Um, He came to meet me at that party, met my friends for the first time, which was like really interesting. Um, How'd that go? Yeah, it was good. I mean, like he like got along fine with everyone. We played some games. We like had a good time. Like it was a good night. And then we went we went back to his. The next morning we woke up early, went out like went out for a beach day, had a really nice day, like fell asleep on the beach together. Like I, like the whole day was so fucking cute. Um and then that night got back, went out for drinks and you know, the whole weekend was just a really sweet weekend. It was very like pretend relationship vibes yeah no i mean it's very coupley yeah weekend together it was very coupley very friggin' cute held my hand the whole time like on the ferry we'd like fall asleep with his arm around me and it was just like you know the whole thing was super like i'm so i'm such a touchy feely person and he was like like he was so touchy in like the right ways and very like affectionate and very like you know, we had really good conversation the whole time, but he also like very much fit the part in terms of all of like the the touchiness that like you like with, you know, with someone that you're seeing. So it was just like such a good weekend. Um, Sounds like you caught some feels. Yeah, I fucking caught some feels. Okay, <laughs> I've already tweeted this. Spoiler alert to our listeners: like, I've caught the fucking feels. What does he think about you leaving? So obviously, he knows that I'm leaving. Like literally, I told him on our first date. So, like, you know, we've talked about it, like, a little bit here and there, and I kind of, like, so actually before we met up last time we hung out, we had spoken on the phone to, like, make our plans for that weekend, and I, like, threw it out there just to, like, put out some feelers. I was like, oh, like, like he's actually in Alaska right now, um, and he has, like, a two-week trip between Alaska and California, he gets back actually like a week before I leave. And so I had asked him on that phone call, just to put out some feelers. I'm like, Oh, like what? Um, I'm like, this might be, you know, the last time we see each other since like, you'll be away after that. And like, he knew when I was leaving cause I had posted it on my story the night before. So he was like, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm sure like, well, we can make some time to see each other between when I get back and when you leave, we've got like a week, it'll be okay. You know, if you can make it down to the city or like, I'll come up and I'll see you yeah. like, where you are. Like it was very like, he was like, no, 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 no. Like nonsense. Like, <laughs> well, like, I mean, with that much time, like, yeah, you're going to make some time to I see mean, the person. I mean, it's like a week. It's a week. So it's not an insane amount of time. I already told him, like, I'm seeing my best friends that weekend. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, you got to come up and see me on a weekday or something. Oh. And he was like, yeah, 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 we'll figure it out. Yes. So, like, that was really sweet. Um, Has he said anything about, like, the UK? Has he been there before? Any family there? Any? No family. Um... I feel like he said he's been there, but, like, it's, you know. Have you guys, like, abstractly talked about, like, oh, if you're in Europe? No, I, like, made a joke when we were on our way to dinner. Like, I made a joke about, like, Greece is one of his favorite places. Because mm-hmm. um, he's obviously Italian, like, anywhere on the Mediterranean, I feel like, is, like, home for him. So, um, we, like, joked about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll be, like, down in Greece doing my dissertation. Like, you can come jet across, just meet me for dinner or something if you're in Italy. Like... You know, we've talked about it, like, jokingly, but never anything serious. But, like, the fact that he's been so, like, 
weirdly so consistent mm-hmm. over these past couple months, even though he knew I was leaving. Like, it's, it's something that's bizarre to me, like, knowing that, like, we're so consistent, but there's also no expectations. Like, there's no, you know, we both know that I'm leaving. There's no, like, oh, we're going to, you know keep dating or anything like that like it's so non-committal yet consistent that it's weird to me i feel like guys are almost better and more consistent when they know things are ending like when it's like someone's leaving you know how like when you're in town for like traveling and like a hookup and the guy will like wine and dine you and treat you really Mm -hmm. nicely and like because there's like okay she's gonna be gone in three days there's not like we're, I'm courting her for marriage. Like, the, the pressure right, 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 is right. off. And then suddenly, I don't know, like, suddenly, because the pressure is off, like, it's not like you're thinking about, like, okay, now she wants to be, like, my girlfriend. Right, what are the next steps here? Yeah, I feel like it would be different if you were sticking around. Like, yeah. in some way, it definitely would be different. And I asked him that, too. So that day that we went to the beach together, like, that evening, we went out to dinner, and we're there, and I, like... I'd been, I had been so wanting to like pick his brain on this and ask him, but I was like, oh, L, don't, don't do it. Um, but so it finally came out when we were at dinner that night and I was like, oh, it's so weird that like, you know, we met and like, I'm leaving or whatever. Like, what would this have been like? Like if we weren't, Mm. you know, if, if I wasn't leaving and Mm. he was like, you know, like I'm just at a place in my life where I'm not planning anything too much i'm not like putting a lot of pressure on anything like i'm just doing what makes me happy and you know then he kind of opened up to me and like he's so he's 33 i'm 27 right and so he told me he makes a joke about me he constantly calls me planner because i'm always like when we have plans together i'm always like okay i'm gonna take this train you'll meet me here at this time we'll go to this place whatever and he's always like i'll chill out like well like shore planner like I'll meet you here at this time like if that's what makes you happy (laughs) you know so that's been like a running thing and it like bugs me a little bit because I feel like he's like making fun of me but like I haven't really like let myself be bothered by it but then when we had this conversation he kind of opened up to me and he was like yeah like the way that you are now reminds me a lot of how I was in my early 20s like my friends used to have like a nickname for me in Italian that kind of like it kind of translated to like organizer like yeah. it, it translated to like a like a box almost that you like organize everything into uh-huh. and everybody used to call me that because I was so like you know so good about making plans for everything and everything had to be perfect and everything had to lead to the next thing and you know everything in my life was so regimented and you know eventually I got to a point where I kind of stopped planning things and I just started doing things that made me happy and I've like had such a better time in my life since then. Mm. And I don't know, like him opening up to me about that, like it made a lot of sense. And he's like, so that's why I joke and I call you planner, but like, I get it. I get why you feel like you need to be like, so 10 steps ahead of everything at all times, you know, because it's like, he's been there too. So I feel like even projecting a bit though, (laughs) but it's projecting in a way that's like, super reasonable it's not him projecting something like toxic onto me it's him projecting something that literally he did that he's seeing me kind of also do what is he saying by saying that though is he saying like oh 
with more age, you're going to turn out like me and planning things are not going to become as important anymore. No, I think he's saying like, you know, right now I'm doing the things that make me happy. And it was a shift in my life. And, you know, I, like, I think that the, the him making fun of me for being a planner was like an aside that kind of explained his story, but it was like, um, it, it was like, it was an aside to the overall story, but it was like, oh, here's why I pick fun at you. You know, why I poke fun at you is because I did the same thing. But overall, like, I just got to a point where I like kind of stopped and just like let things happen and realized that like I was happier that way. And right. it's like, you know, whether or not I heed that advice, whether or not I is like... Is it advice or is it like just a, like a story about himself? I think it's, it was more of a story about himself, but like at the same time, it was kind of like, you know, here's... What, like I was like you and here's what my arc was and here's where I am now and this is why I'm this way. So therefore, this is why I'm not putting a lot of pressure on the situation between us. This is why like I'm, you know, enjoying my time with you. I'm not like trying to make it anything, but I'm also not writing it off just because it isn't anything like right. I'm enjoying it because it's here and now and it makes me happy now. Okay. I Which, mean, like, I think that's fair for the situation. I do kind of dislike the whole, like, oh, this is my arc, and then you'll go through this arc. Like, you'll get there, too, undertones. But I, but I don't think that it's entirely untrue. Like, I don't... I didn't feel that it was, like, a... I didn't feel like it was, like, minimizing or, like, patronizing or anything like that. Because I kind of do feel like I'm experiencing that myself right now where like, you know, for the first few years of my 20s, it was like, okay, get a good job, start to work hard, work my way up the ladder, like start to make a lot of money and save and do this and do that and whatever. And everything felt very like formulaic and very much like one foot in front of the other. Like I have to get to these next steps. Uh And now at the ripe age of 27, I'm like, let me blow up my life and maybe start to pursue something that I'm really interested in that makes me happy. And I don't think that that's uncommon. I think that a lot of friends that I have that are in their late 20s, early 30s, whatever, have had a similar shift in their life around this age. And I don't think that it's like, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's realizing that maybe, you know, you've been kind of like on autopilot or like kind of programmed based on the regular route that other people take. And at some point for some people, you realize this doesn't, this isn't actually what I want. Like I've just been kind of like following, you know, the normal like trajectory of things. And now I'm going to take a step back and actually like reconsider and figure out what I want. Like, I don't think that his story was something that was so like, you know, so unique or whatever that it was like him projecting it onto me. I think it's something that just happens at our age and that a lot of other people have told me too. Yeah. So I don't know. Overall, I guess the point of that is that, you know, he's not like he's enjoying what we have right now, but he's not putting pressure on it because he's kind of in a place where he's not really putting pressure on anything. And I feel like I'm the same way, too. Like, I'm literally, you know, I just quit my job. I'm moving abroad like I'm starting over. So there's no need for me to put pressure on anything either. And obviously, I did wonder, you know, why is it that we get along so well and we have such a great time and you're not like dying to lock me down or anything. But I feel like he's just in a similar mindset where he's like, okay, I know that she's leaving and this is great right now. So let's enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to know that like there would be some sort of future 
and we like a bit more romantic <laughs> for sure for but, sure like, i mean there is a logical kind of ending in both of our situations it's just like a logical like thing about it right that makes it possible yeah like and as much as either of us could be like i wish that they would like you know pour their heart out to me and be like oh like i wish we could stay together and whatever a it would be detrimental to our next chapters you yeah. know and our journeys and stuff like for them to say that to us b it's not even realistic right because it would be such a fucking uphill battle yeah and like yeah, overall, it would just, I think it would just make things shitty on both of us. Like, as much as, like, we want that, like, grand gesture, display of affection, like the, you know, oh, I wish you weren't leaving. I wish we could stay together and do all this stuff, whatever. It's, like, realistically, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, it's not the best thing for us. Yeah. I mean, like, it makes sense with your history as well. Like it is like men recently and mm-hmm. like all of this has happened recently and like nothing will change. It's not like a conversation of if no. you're going to move or not, it's, you're going to move. Right. And I don't think he wants to hold you back in that way. And like, that's fair enough. Um, I'm yeah. just thinking about my relationship with H. I know. <laughs> well, but like with you and with you and the lawyer though, do you ever feel like, like, do you wish he would make some kind of, like, grand gesture and be like, wait for me? No, <laughs> or because like, H you know. did that, and I felt, like, a lot of pressure on the situation in the relationship. And I wish we kind of just gave each other space to be by ourselves instead yeah. of, like, putting pressure on each other to stay together. Like, I think what me and the lawyer and you and the Italian, like, are doing is probably healthier. And I think that healthiness also comes from, like, age and reflection. I think maybe there's a point in my life I would, like, crave that kind of grand gesture of romance. And now, even though it would be nice, it's just also, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that because it would seem, like, kind of disingenuous to like everything that we are you know and he is yeah so yeah I feel like also it's I feel like it would be selfish for either of these guys to give us some sort of like grand gesture ultimatum kind of thing because they know that like we've worked so hard to get to a point where we could make this massive life change and for them to be like oh well I wish we had more you know it would hinder us from really taking full advantage yeah. Of those opportunities. That- no, it's, it's kinder to not promise those things. Right. It, that's the better thing to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I think it's for the best. Um, so the last time you see the lawyer is going to be this Saturday, right? Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So my last time seeing the Italian is going to be when he gets back from his West Coast trip sometime between... That and when I leave, which like there's a one week span in between, so you know, sometime within those couple of days, and um, I guess that's where you know that's where we cut it off, and I'll leave the door open to you know if you ever visit visit and whatever. But overall, I think we both kind of know what lies ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's sad. Like I'm definitely gonna cry. I've definitely cried already. Like this week. <laughs> In front of him oh about it. Oh my god. 
Uh, I don't know why. It's just like I, we can talk about it logically right now in the pod, but when you're in the moment, it just feels so sad. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. I mean, when the Italian came with me to my friend's 30th birthday, it was the last time I was seeing my friend whose birthday it was. And uh, like, as we were like outside waiting for our Uber, I like cried a little bit. <laughs> um, and I was just like, sorry, this is weird. But like, it's just hitting me. This is the first person I'm saying goodbye to. Yeah. And it's just really fucking sad. Like, I didn't realize what it would feel like to be saying goodbye and like have like a tight hug from a friend for the last time. Yeah. For the last time in a long time. Yeah. No, like I literally left his apartment this morning and it was like, I put, he bought me like instant coffee because he doesn't drink coffee and he brought like a different brand. So I like put too much coffee in and when I was leaving, like he made, I was like, oh, I made the coffee too strong because I threw it away, which I always throw the half the coffee away anyways. Right. Of course. <laughs> it was just a morning car- coffee. And I was like, oh, next time I'm going to put less coffee in. And then I like stopped myself because I realized there's not going to be a next time to make oh more instant God. coffee at his apartment. <laughs> last time and I was like and it's like those little things like I was just like we went out in Astoria for dinner and I was like looking around and I was like just looking at the city looking at the subway and I was like I was just like looking around I was like this might be the last time I'm gonna be on this corner the last oh my time God, I actually hate you don't make me cry right <laughs> sorry, now sorry it's just like you don't realize it but like it's your last time dude I know things. I know I was like drunkenly on my way like walking through Grand Central the other night and I was just like oh fuck like this is my city <laughs> Oh my god. Like it was just um it was kind of a lot to realize like this is, you know. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. It's sad. What do you think? Yeah. I mean New York has been like part of our lives forever. It's our whole <laughs> lives. It's our whole lives. That's where we started the pod. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. It's we're on to the next. <laughs> oh, I hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just getting sad about it. And, like, I'm leaving, like, literally days. I know. I know. Like, it definitely was my last time in Astoria. It's definitely, like, my last time in the city. It's yeah. definitely, like, Yeah, last weekend was my last time in Brooklyn, like, for sure. Like, there's no... There's no... I, I have such limited time. There's no reason for me to go back th- down there again. Yeah. And it just sucks, too, because it does feel different from when I left for the UK other times. Like, when I went to undergrad, it's just, like... I always came back for Christmas. I always came back for like summer. We both have booked a one way ticket because yep. of COVID. So there's like literally no leaving. <laughs> it's like we most likely will not see any of our friends and family again for a year. I know like millions of people probably go through this who are international students. Sure. Right. But like I don't think they're like as attached <laughs> the way we no, are. No, it's like, hard. Soul. Like I like honestly, I feel like COVID has been sort of like a soft preparation for it because it's like, you know zoom birthdays and all the fucking bullshit it's like it made it easy to not see friends as much but at the same time it also made us so much closer to our close so social the close social circles where like yeah it made it harder in a way because you see all these people all the time now i mean i don't even see my friends all that often anymore because we're all scattered but like i depend on them so much more yeah you know like i like i feel so much more connected and so much more deeply about the friends that are close to me in my life. And that's going to be hard for sure. Yeah. But it's like a necessary step. Yeah. 
It's a step in the right direction. Maybe next time, the next episode, we're going to be really happy. We have all these new friends and we love our lives. I think it's amazing. I think only good stuff lies ahead for us. Listen, we, we've both wanted to do this for so long. Like, I've been so unhappy with my life here in New York for so long. So about, long. You know, like, I've... Like, I remember, I remember being, like, in high school and people would ask me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I remember telling people, I just want to, like, live in different countries, like, you know, for a couple of years at a time. Like, I just want to travel and live all over. And, you know, I've gotten to the ripe age of 27, never leaving New York. So, for me, I'm like, it's time. Like, it's, yeah. you know, this is what I always wanted. And... If I let myself go any further, I'll never have the courage to leave. Yeah. And like for you, like you've wanted this since day one. Like you've you've wanted this since you got back. Yeah, it's been five years of like an uphill battle. It so, just Yeah. We talk about something for so long and, and a lot of like pressure is put on the situation this time. It almost feels like if I don't make a way to permanently live in the UK or Europe this time around. I'm just going to have to come to terms with living in America. And I've come to terms with that, actually. I've been like, okay, like I'm giving myself this one year plus two years with our visa, giving myself three years to have a pathway to permanently live there. And then if it doesn't happen, like I will move back to New York and like live my New York life. Like, yeah. so a lot of, it's very stressful in a way because a lot of pressure is put on the situation and it's, I've waited five years for it. But, um, I mean, who knows what it's going to lie ahead for us. And, you know, we are doing it together. You know, how much harder would it be for leaving each other? Yeah. No, yeah. it'll be, it'll be nice to have a lifeline out there and for us to both be going through this whole ordeal and to know that like, okay, we've both kind of like put ourselves out there in this way. Like I, I truly believe that it's nothing but good ahead for both of us. Like I, I really feel like this is the next step and you know what people, people move all the time. Like people do <laughs> crazy shit in their lives all the time. Like we've been thinking about this for at least the past year yeah, and longer. And I just know things are going to work out. So I'm not worried. I think that next time our listeners find us, we're going to be thriving, living our best lives, of course, <laughs> settling in. But I can only see good things for us. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and that is I think that's a wrap. <laughs> so, guys, on that note, yeah, that's our season four wrap. Um, you know where to find us. I want to thank our listeners for, like, Making it this far, four seasons with us. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like they've grown with us. I know a lot of our listeners, like, are kind of season oneers who have, like, started when we yes. started the pod in 24 and 25, and now we're 27 and 28. Yeah. Like, you've seen us through many relationships. You've uh -huh. met our friends. You've met our families on here. Like, you really know us, and it's, like, great to share, like, this journey with you guys. Yeah, and it's amazing, like, for those of you... Listen, if you're a frequent listener who's never messaged us, message us. We're real people. We will respond. <laughs> and those of you who do know us pretty personally at this point, like, you can attest to that, I'm sure. Like, we love, you know, we love you guys, and having you there on this journey with us is so meaningful, and... You know, whatever, whatever fucking tips and tricks from, you know, what we've been through, we can impart on you. We're so happy to. Yeah. So it's amazing having you guys all along for the ride. 
I'm sad. <laughs> Stop, you big old sap. I know we're gonna come back for season five. We'll be oh, back. Yeah, we we'll are. be back. Season five coming soon. Guys, in the meantime, you know where to find us. And um, oh, if you are in Manchester or Leeds, DM us. Up. <laughs> also, just like greater UK area. Also let us know, because bitches be out. We're bitches out. be wild. And We're out. <laughs> <laughs> We're new friends. Find our way around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Keep in touch. Let us know. Tell us what football team to support. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. That's a tenuous road that we're trying to navigate. <laughs> All right. Well, this is B. All right. This is L. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. except like this is real and this is happening and it happened and I got it and you know done deal done, done deal. deal I feel like please don't start mowing the lawn right now I know okay okay